Welcome to episode 31 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It's the retro podcast where we choose one game an episode and share our experiences from the title screen to the credits. On today's episode, we're taking a look at GoldenEye on the N64. For England, Lobos? No, for Alamaxia. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is June 14th, 2021. I'm your co-host, the Fat Wizard, joined today by... Alamaxia. And Lobos. And today, we're taking a look at GoldenEye on the N64, and this was released in North America August 25th, 1997. We kind of left folks on the cliffhanger or last episode. We said, hey, is GoldenEye still a good game? Lobos coming at it with a verdict. What do you think? Is it still a good game? Yes, absolutely. Is it? Is it easy? Not as much so, but... It's really hard. It's, it's really tough. hard. <laughs> it is. Is the oh. N64 controller still as awesome as it used to be? Nah. No. I mean, the controller... No. The controls for the game, uh, it's it's all right. It, uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a first-person shooter. Before games really on the console learned how to do first-person shooter controls. I mean, granted, they had one analog control, the N64, but mm. it wasn't really until, I think, Halo, where they really nailed the, the dual analog sticks in the shooting. So the controls are really weird in this game. Alamaxi, do you want to walk us through how you actually kind of shoot, move around and shoot with the N64 abomination. So the way the uh, default controls work in it is uh, your control stick will move you forward and back and turn you left, right. So if you want to strafe, you have to use the uh, C buttons on the uh, on the controller, left and right, to strafe left and right. To look up and down, use the up and down uh, C buttons. To shoot, you actually uh, pull the trigger on the back of your uh, left hand where, you're, where you hold the control stick which was really, really fun because it, it kind of felt like in this game you're actually pulling the trigger for, for a gun. The L and R buttons, uh, the R button will help you aim. You give a little, t- little targeting right <laughs> help pull, you, you can help, aim. Help you <laughs> aim. <laughs> aim a little off to the center or off center if you want, uh, but the auto aim of the game does, a, I'd say, a fairly decent job of, of uh, making sure mm-hmm. it lines things up. The uh, control scheme I played with, though, shifted the hands all the way to the other side. So I had my right hand on the joystick, and my left hand where the uh, where the D-pad is, and I was using the D-pad to go forward, back, and strafe, and the right right stick to do all my looking. So it really felt like a uh, more of a modern uh, FPS. It still was hard as hell to control. Hey, so let's jump right in here. This uh, you know, GoldenEye being straight from the movie is one of those rare games that actually was a really great tie-in with the movie. Uh, I think yeah. uh, back in the day, and actually for quite a while, you associated movie games with kind of just trash. But GoldenEye was one of those weird games that was just like, wow, this actually really worked. And it almost shouldn't have because, you know, his, <laughs> his interviews with de- the developers basically said, Rare had no idea what they were doing. They they were making 3D platformers. This is the first like first-person shooter they had. So... Man, props to them for for pulling this out here, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. But let's start a, a little bit about how this game opens. It's basically the cold open. 
where you see in GoldenEye, you're walking on the dam, and you've got this infiltration mission that you need to do. Lobos, do you know the objectives of the dam mission? At least for secret agent. So the cool thing about GoldenEye is there's three difficulties, agent, yeah. secret agent, and double O agent, and they will actually add objectives depending on the difficulty. And also... Yeah, I uh, think that's really cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But in addition... Those objective things are still there on lower difficulty, so you can still do them. And it's like, oh, you know, try hard, uh, even though it's easy mode. But for the dam in particular, we got to destroy all of the alarms in the level, and I think just bungee jump off the dam, unless I'm missing. Yeah, it. yeah. I think that's right. And then I think in we're actually kind of going into this like little area. It's almost like a sewer tunnel. I think you can go into. I don't remember if we go in there into the video. But yeah, I think on the double O agent, which is only unlocked once you beat the level in secret agent. Uh, by the way, the first level of difficulty is just called agent. Uh, so anyway, double O agent, I think you have to go like, just you have to plant a tracking bug, I think, on one of the satellite nodes. And then you have to go underground and do something, I think. I don't know. I'm a little, little fuzzy on that. Yeah, I did the tracking bug in Secret Agent because you still have it in your inventory, which um, uh, yeah, which uh, the inventory is kind of a neat thing to talk about, also because you, you know, it's Bond and he looks at his watch and he's got you've got your health there and your shield, your mission objectives, your mission controls, objectives, yeah. all of your items that you have, and that was sometimes yeah. tricky, especially if you didn't know that for an objective you had to use an item that was in your inventory yeah. and like the only way you could switch to it was actually in the menu so it was easy to get lost sometimes now this is the infamous facility level where you climb in so basically you go right from the dam and then you uh you infiltrate the facility you you go through the ducks and you go into the men's bathroom i, I feel like this is such an infamous level and is captured in the movie as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's always, you always just like sneak through and you see a guy in one of the toilets and you just shoot him in the head. And that's so satisfying. And you can uh, shoot off their cap too, which is really fun yeah. because the cap is, is a separate from the head in, in a lot of the models. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so you, know, you, you race out of the bathroom here. And the first thing you can do is go into this this uh, this door and act activate the security doors, and that will open up like another section. But interestingly enough, there's two ways you open up this door. The first way you have to go get a key card, and that takes a long time because you have to track around the level and figure out which guy has the key card. Or the speedrun tactics, you can just make enough noise that the enemies open the door up for you and give you access to that room. And which way did you guys do? I definitely did the more thorough looking around, checking around. I remember doing the speedrunning strat when I was younger, but uh, for the life of me, I could not remember it. Oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You just got to fire your gun around. How about you, Lobos? What did you do? Yeah, I actually did the, the key card. Uh, I wanted okay. to to experience as much as I could that was at least relevant to the secret agent difficulty. But there were a lot of times during the playthrough that I was like, ah, there's probably guys behind this door, so I'd just shoot the door and like they would open it or not. But a cool, cool thing. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So what we're doing right now is we're talking to a scientist, Dr. Doak, maybe, and he gives you this decoder. He says, hey, you need this decoder to open up the bottling room. I didn't actually figure out how to use this. Did you guys figure out how that works? I thought you had to do it to open that door. Did you shoot and get people to open it or something? I might have. I <laughs> might have, yeah. Uh, one of the object objectives is to uh, rendezvous with uh, 006 in the bottling room. And in order to open that door, yeah, the decoder, you would just 
open it from your inventory, walk up to the door, and hit Z. Oh, as a, that's what I was doing wrong. Okay, so we're that, getting yeah, there just a second here. But first, you have to go through this little science lab. There's a bunch of little scientists. By the way, don't shoot the scientists. They're just there doing research, right? Yeah. Anytime you see minimize scientist casualties as your uh, one of your objectives, yeah. you're just like, oh, no. Which, <laughs> which scientist is going to run into you know my line of sight as I'm shooting exactly. somebody? The scientists are like moths. They're attracted to light. If there's an explosion, they're going to run into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I, I show that later on in the video. So here, I don't know how to open this door. So I get the bright idea. I'm like, what if I just shoot at the door? And then I go over here, and there's like a little viewing room. And you can shoot the viewing room, the glass. And the glass doesn't break because it's bulletproof. But sure enough, guards wow, come, nice. and they open the door for me. And I was like, great. I have the key. I couldn't nice. figure out how to use it. Yeah, it, it wasn't object. It wasn't an objective point, so you're good. <laughs> a little speed running tag, but fat wizard. <laughs> and then we get to the bottling room, which really looks like just like a, like if they were making beer or something like that. Yeah, big vats. There's a bunch yeah. of those. Yeah, big vats. Who do we have here? That's Sean Bean, right? <laughs> yeah. Sean Bean, aka Trevelyan, the man that dies in every movie. A spoilers. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> okay. Well. So you basically meet him, and what happens is you, your cover gets blown. By the way, you're supposed to blow up this facility here, and so we just put these remote mines on these tanks and then blew them up, and then what happens, there's a bunch of guards that come down, and you kind of walk out alone and leave Alec for for dead. You know, again, yeah. this stuff parallels the movie really well. Like, this is almost... If you... And in fact, I actually did this. I had never seen the movie. And I played through this game over and over and over and over. And then when I actually wow. saw the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, they took that from the game. That's amazing. <laughs> Didn't know you could walk out the doors right there. I've always taken mm -hmm. the uh, conveyor belt out of that room. Well, that, that's, oh, what that's, he does in, that's what he does in the movie. Right. right? Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. Who is, wants to walk us through the next level here, which is called Runway? So you just, you just left the facility and now you got to escape. Who wants to walk us through this? Well, Runway is a super notable level for me it's super short if you know what to do especially um but let's see you need to get a key to a safe and retrieve blueprints is that right something like that yeah and there's like a little side room that's got the key and i think the safe in it too if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. and then there's a it's a runway so it's like you know where an airplane would take off and uh it's kind of a long like asphalt path and there's like turrets and enemies and it can be a real mess but the notable thing is that you get to jump into a tank and you have to destroy, I don't know, some some sort of like targeting beacon or something like that. A little little hard to drive as you can as you can see me a little like I'm <laughs> <laughs> going backwards and I'm going forwards. Eventually I get the hang of it, but it's one of these where you it takes a little bit to figure out how to actually steer this thing while firing. Yeah. You can you can use the I think it's the C buttons and it'll rotate the turret on the tank. Yeah. But then it misaligns it from, you know, moving forward. Like, it, it will keep going in oh, whatever direction nice. it was going, which is cool. But ultimately, I just, I never turn the turret for that reason. I just keep it straight. And then you just uh, hop into a plane after you destroyed the missile battery. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you take, you take off. Yeah. And people that have watched the movie remember that he actually, the plane actually drives off the cliff. And then James Bond has to, like, jump Free fall into the uh, the ship and then pull it up, but unfortunately, no, no skydiving sequence in Goldeneye. Um, now, interestingly enough, uh, in terms of the lore, the story here, we're still in the past. So this is like that was like a couple years ago, and now we're on mission number four, which is also some time ago. I didn't quite catch mm. how long ago it was, but we're still not in the present. 
And we're in, uh, does anyone remember what level this is? This is the surface. The first time we come across the surface. Yeah. Mm. I think we need to disrupt the communications array. Is that right here? I think yeah. that's what we're doing because there's a big satellite dish. And I think I just go in here and blow this thing up. Yeah, and there's also some plans we have to get out of a safe. That's a pretty common theme in, in a lot of these is uh, a lot of these levels is find an item or two that behind some kind of lock and key and blow something up. Well, yep. kind of contrary to the other levels, this one is almost is, is very I wouldn't say non-linear because there's still you have to go to A to B. Actually, no, you can kind of ob- complete some of the objectives in in various orders. And there's not a lot of direction. It's just really this big open snow field with a couple little houses nearby and you kind of have to figure out where you need to go did either of you guys have any difficulties locating your objectives here uh yeah so it could be tricky definitely like especially back in the day like n64 is like the the cream of the crop of consoles at the time like this area seemed huge like in my yeah, mind like oh did. my gosh and of course, you can now, go anywhere. Now you play it. There's like five major destinations in a big circular area or something, and you're like, but you do. I think you have to get that key, so, like in a particular building, before you yeah. go find the safe. You so. have to you have to kill like an officer who drops the key, and then you're gonna go get the safe. Yeah, and then you enter the satellite and power that down, and then you escape. And then you have to go into like this like exhaust exhaust vent. And there's like four little locks on there. Which, by the way, yeah. we forgot to mention that in the dam area. You actually get to a chain link fence that's completely shut off, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. There you see like a little padlock there, and you're like, "What if I shoot that thing?" And sure enough, it falls off. And I think that's so cool, right? Yeah. It's a, the beginning of those like little elements in the area in the world you can shoot. And so the th- same thing is here. You have to shoot those four little padlocks to jump down into the bunker level, Alamaxia. Take me through the bunker. Oh, the bunker. With this one, you start out kind of in this silo, and you're going through. You have to disable all alarms, and one of the first things the guards like to do is set off the alarm. So, <laughs> Jerks, why would they do that? So uh, one thing I like to do is not destroy that first alarm, but leave that there as a way to turn the alarm back off if, the, if someone trips the alarm. So you can run back oh. in there, hit B, boop, turn the alarm back off, and it stops the guards from uh, spawning on you. Mm. that's interesting i don't know you could do that yeah so you go through you kill the guards and you have to eventually make your way into this large control room and make a copy of the golden eye key and i don't i'm not sure if they really tell you much yet what <laughs> golden eye is at this yeah. point um but all you know is you got to get this key and it it looks like a cd case really that you got you got to apparently make a copy of and uh, you toss it on the ground and get out of there but in here, you meet one of the notable characters, Boris. Boris, what's his catch? What's his uh, what's his catch line? I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yes, there you go. That's his line. <laughs> he, uh, uh, by the way, he's he's totally not invincible. No, he's not. No, you can not just... at all. And, no. and, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. But he is. He's the programmer behind all of this, and kind of the the gatekeeper of everything. In the movie, he's he's really well known for creating passwords and giving those passwords to people through riddles yeah mm. that's true yeah I for, i'd forgotten about that all right so yeah what we're doing right now is we're kind of going through inventory and it's you can kind of see like you, know, you got a whole bunch of different items there and you got to figure out once i picked up that golden eye key i think there's like an item called a key analyzer and you just mm-hmm. select that and it says golden eye key created or duplicate whatever and then you can throw out the original 
when you think about it, you're like, all right, well, what's the purpose of creating a key, a duplicate key, and then throwing away the original? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. obviously you're a secret agent, so you don't want anyone to know you were there. All right, and then after that, you have the missile silo or missile... Yeah, I guess it's a missile silo mm-hmm. facility. Mm-hmm. And again, two years ago, so we're still in the past here. And then I guess what's happening here... So first of all, there's this really cool flyby where you see the the uh, Russian missile where you actually start. And I think you're actually, like, throughout the level, you're traversing up this facility to get, like, near the top. But in any case... You have seven minutes and 30 seconds. That's probably less time if you're on a more difficult level. Mm. Again, we played everything on Secret Agent, which is the second level here. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of things you guys need to do here. Uh, do you guys remember like what the, the objectives are? I remember we had to collect a bunch of circuit boards, a bunch of key cards, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. some of them were really hard to find. Yeah, because, well, so interestingly uh, enough on this game, and kind of a speedrunner's nightmare, is sometimes they will be randomized. So they'll have a couple different locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, sometimes uh, one of the circuit boards will be over here on this playthrough, whereas over here on this one. So there's a little bit of randomization there. Um, and that, that kind of compounds to why it's difficult, because, like, you'll go through a level and you'll collect a bunch of stuff and then die, and then you'll get to the same spot and not have all that stuff again. You're like, what the heck? So they have these kind of this repeating pattern where there's this room with like computers and stuff in it and then a stairs up and then a locked door. And you always have to find a key card in that room in order to get through that locked door. And a lot of times like these the scientists, if you walk up to them, they'll like they'll hold their hands up and surrender. But but then a key card will fly out. And and if they happen to die from crossfire, maybe they drop the key they card. Happen but... to happen to die well, during crossfire. Hey, I will say yeah. I minimize scientist casualties very well on the entire playthrough, and I was very proud of that. So I'll okay. take. That. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in addition to that, we have to photograph a satellite, which I was very close to not like. I did get this on first try, but it was like oh, nice. twenty seconds left, and. And chat was like, go back, the satellite was back there. And I'm like, no, <laughs> the blue flappy but, thing. Yeah, luckily it's really close to the end. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, it's like, all right, cool. I, I know what a satellite looks like. Uh, do I? And then you're like, all right, yeah. this kind of looks like a satellite. Yeah. Oh, that's not the satellite. Yeah. It, this one was really tight for me on health towards the end. Like they do have some body armor throughout, but right before the end, you run into uh, this uh, this character, this General Oromov. And, Bob, yes. and he's there shooting at you and he's like, everybody fire! And there's a bunch of other guys shooting at you and you have to kind of push through them to get to the final section. Um, but at that point, I was really ugh, almost out of health, but made it through. It's uh, Yeah, it's the, uh, they did this a couple times where at the end of the level, you have to wait for an elevator to open and there's guys that are shooting you yeah. and it's like, oh, I gotta go open it faster! I did like the elevator music though, how it's like a slight little remix oh, of the GoldenEye yes. theme. Oh, yes. To touch on the music, because that's a big part of this mm. game. A lot of the tracks are are their own kind of revamps of the, like, Bond theme, you know. Dun, 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 dun. That whole thing. And uh, they do a really good job with the music. It's, it's fantastic. It's one of those you can certainly listen to outside of the game and still really enjoy it. Totally. All right. Now, Lobos, I did watch you play through the frigate here, mm-hmm. which had you... Freeing some hostages. Yes. So why don't, why don't you give us the walkthrough here? 
Well, you you arrive on this kind of large frigate, and you're on a little speedboat, and so you you board it. I don't know. I guess it stopped, and you just get to hop on, no problem. But there's a bunch of hostages, and you'll kind of explore the boat and re- open a door, and you'll see like a dude pointing a gun at a green. Can I just interject hostage. and say that hostages here don't really have a good sense of they don't of life preservation. No, they don't. No, they don't. I just rescued one, and he like ran around in the middle of a gunfire, <laughs> and then I actually shot him. He just like falls over. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. That wasn't my fault. They tend to stand next to computers that the enemy is shooting at or that you're shooting at. They're like, oh, that's fine. And then they explode, of course, killing them as well. Uh, luckily, there's a little bit of leeway. Like, you can let, like, maybe two or three die and without failing, but too many, and, and that's that's it. But if you if you kill their captor, then it'll say hostage release, and they'll start to run, and they eventually run off somewhere else and and kind of fade out, and then you saved them, then you're good. Yeah, you actually they have to actually have to path find their way out there, and sometimes they kind of get stuck on obstacles, and you have to kind of yeah. you know move them along, coax them along. And then I I love this because one of the objectives you have to plan a tracking device on this helicopter, and you get one tracking bug, and if you miss it, that's it. You yep, failed the mission. That's it. Try you can't, again. Don't don't think about picking up that thing and just kind of scooting no. it on up in the helicopter. It's like nope. Well, it's like it's an adhesive. So you if you stick it to something and then you pull it off, there goes all that glue, man. So I mean, I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that being a speedrunner's nightmare because you try to throw it from far away. I walked <laughs> up to it and I tried to carefully place it just right on the edge of the uh, the helicopter and I yeeted it off to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, the other objective here is to defuse some bombs. And I had a problem here where I, I see, we're seeing here, this is a big boiler room, and there's kind of catwalks on top. There's a computer with a bomb attached to it. And I aggroed guys from below who, I guess, threw a grenade or destroyed something <laughs> below, which destroyed the computer that had the bomb on it above. And that destroyed the bomb, and I couldn't defuse it. And so I couldn't complete that objective, even though the bomb was quote taken care of you know <laughs> yeah it's well, whatever that's the interesting thing about this game is when you fail an ob- objective it's just like hey you failed the objective it doesn't stop the mission you can yeah. keep going and exploring and whatever by the way those are not optional it's like you must do all of these things it's not like you have primary and secondary objectives they're all your primary objectives at least if you want to unlock the next level you can complete the level and not do the objectives, and then it'll just oh, say oh, the sure, end, yeah. failed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> you and I like how when you fail objectives, sometimes it'll affect the dialogue of what's going on around you. So the, the developers really did think about what are the different ways the player could fail this these objectives, and how are the, what are the different ways we can poke fun at them? <laughs> now we're back to uh, the surface Winter again. Wonderland here. Yeah. The surface, yeah. And I can just kind of have the footage sped up a little bit here just so you can get a more sense of the actual playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this one you have to go kill this guy for a key. He's got like a um he's like he looks like a general. He's dual wielding Uzis yeah. though. And uh you have to go over here and pick up a comms room key. This is also the place where there's a helicopter. You have to blow up this helicopter. I don't know if it's the same helicopter that you planted a tracking device on. I think maybe it is. I, that maybe that's how sense. you found this area. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, that, now that I'm talking out loud, yeah, maybe that's why we did yeah. this. Yeah. You know, know what? <laughs> yeah. If it, even if it's not, that's a better idea. So take that. <laughs> Movie writers. I don't. Rewriting the script that's over right. here. 
these are familiar locations. It seems like the the thing that you disabled before in the the first now, time you now were you here, destroy. Well, they moved it. They put something they else did. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you yeah. know what? That's you not just work. destroy that too. Whatever. Yeah. And then you're breaking, or so you think, you're breaking into the bunker for the second time, but you find out they were kind of waiting for you. It was a captured. trap. Also, uh, in the surface, I think you find it the first time in the surface. You, we didn't talk about the guns really much yet, but you get a gun called the Clob, which is a reference to one of the developers, Ken Lob. Ken Lob, yeah. Ken Lob. The gun, I hate uh, that By gun. the way, <laughs> now that we're talking about developers, uh, a lot of the enemies oh. are the developers themselves. Yeah, this was so the age where there. they really started to like take a picture of a face and slap it as a texture onto a yeah. polygon and <laughs> geometrical shape. And there, there's well, your some shape. Some of them are really ugly. Well, that, that was the most realistic graphics we're ever going to get. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's actually a face. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so now that we broke out of the, the bunker. By the way, you know, pull the old switcheroo on the uh, person that has the gel keys. You have a magnetic watch because oh, you're blind. Yeah. You know, why not? And you pull in that magnetic, uh, well, the key is on the wall, so you pull out your magnetic watch, brings you the key. Interestingly enough, off to the uh, the right side of your cell is like this little storm drain, if you will, mm-hmm. and there's some throwing knives that have been, I, I think, positioned specifically for you. Yeah, I'm guessing that someone like put them there, yeah. Mm. Now, this mission, I, I got upset because I watched you run and gun through this entire thing, Lobos. I could not do that. Too many guys are spawning. So uh, I had to kill everyone silently in here. Oh uh, Well, I mean, in the, these stages, to my knowledge, I'm always very careful because if you set the alarm off, then you will have the stronger enemies that will infinitely spawn. And that is terrible. Yeah. So as long as you prevent them from setting the alarms off, it's not as bad. Yeah. So I, I use this strategy a lot where I will get to a new room, I see enemies, I'll make noise, and then I'll backtrack, open the door, yeah. and just hide around the corner and wait for them to come around the corner and file in one by Works one. Works every time. It was pretty easy to cheesy AI doing yeah. that. Oh, I, yeah. I, that was so helpful later on. Yeah. Yeah. To kill him with my fist, what you would do is you would, you'd let him fight, you'd, so you'd hired behind something, let him fire, and then you would run straight at him, but then you'd like circle strafe around him and chop him in the back. That's right. They I forgot they took you. extra damage from the back with fists, and that was yeah, really good. Yeah, give him the old chop in the back there. <laughs> yeah, and so what, what we did is we went to this little server room, and, and by the way, uh, your, all your goods are locked up in a safe. And so you're like, great, I'm going to go get that back. You go into the room with the safe. You kill a guy. Guess what you get? You get a safe key. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be easy, right? Open the safe. <laughs> oh, it's locked. Well, how is it locked? Because I got a safe key. Oh, that's the wrong safe key. You it's need safe key safe number key. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, you go to the server room, kill the guy that has your safe key, and now you have your silence PP7? Is that what it is? Yep, PP7. Yeah, and then now you can shoot the cameras because you have to kill all the cameras. And since it's silenced, guards won't come. Right, which I didn't even get my old equipment back. I didn't even... Oh, no. No, it was fine because of my, my tactics. Like, the way the game works is no matter what you have at the end of the level, they'll start you with a specific gun kit at the start of the next level so it wasn't really an important thing for me to like go back and get all my guns or whatever although that does seem helpful uh at least for stealthing but with my tactics i was purposefully being loud and usually i stick to whatever ammo all the enemies are dropping because otherwise you might run out and so yeah i just never did that 
Now here I perfectly line oh, a <laughs> no, nice. I perfectly line a knife nice. and knock his hat off. I'm like, no, I just want <laughs> And it didn't even alert him. He's like, oh, must, yeah. something got chilly in here. Yeah, that was my favorite. Like uh, in the facility level earlier, I'd always shoot the guy's hat off when you when you're uh, breaking in through the oh, vents. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. and he would never notice. He just sit there and yeah. his hat flies off. It's so good. Uh, he's deep in concentration. All right, so uh, here's the tactic for this here, and it's sort of a. Uh, yeah, Bond's not a super good guy, but, you know, whatever. You break out of jail, and by the way, you meet your cellmate, Natalia. The worst character in the game. The worst. She's the worst. And, until you give her a handgun. We'll talk about that. But let's get her out of prison first. She, <laughs> she really wants to be stuck in her cell here. But everyone knows that a, a gentleman leaves the lady in the cell first right, right and then go kills all the enemies all and then <laughs> and then you like oh yeah do you want to get out of here together because if you don't she's just gonna be running all around the facility soaking up bullets and getting herself killed yeah and if she dies you lose so i i always find it a little weird i'm like bond are you are you, are you, <laughs> are you really that good of a guy here anyway that's that's what you do don't let natalia out of that cell until you've killed and uh secured the, well and the best the part area. is after you've cleared the entire facility you go back and if you if you like walk up to her from your cell you'll have the beginning conversation and you'll be like you're like oh i see we're both in jail together and she, <laughs> she's just like yep you know she does the whole thing a little bit of a change of pace now here and actually it's kind of worth noting is i think 007 Goldeneye does a pretty good job on switching up different things to do. It's not, I mean, there's a lot of running and gunning, but that was kind of a stealth mission. We have missions with tanks. Uh, and this one is a little bit of a scavenger hunt, right? Alamaxia, uh, we're in the, I guess it's the Russian Art Museum or what? We're in the Statue Park in St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Alamax, do you want to walk us through what this level is all about? This level is a veritable maze, and I think the entire level is designed like in a big S shape. You start out at the top of a hill, and uh, there's a gate behind you that if you just walk out of it, the, you're going to fail the mission. <laughs> but if you continue down the hill, you'll fight some enemies along the way, and there's a whole bunch of just old Soviet-era just statues, propaganda laying around in various broken states, and you have to Honestly, make your way. It looks way like through a junkyard. Here. Yeah, it, it's just a big <laughs> statue <laughs> junkyard. Like a junkyard yeah. But you have to make your way, and you have to meet up with uh, Valentin, who is your contact, kind of a kind of like a guy on the inside, and uh, he's helping you, um, helping you kind of make your way into into everything. But after you meet him, you have to make your way back out of the level. And uh, we're going to be attacked the in, the entire way. Well, uh, the reason we're here is we want to meet Giannis. Oh, yeah. Giannis, Giannis, right. And I, I don't remember why, but people have indicated that Giannis is some sort of leader and we have to meet him. But Giannis turns out to be someone we know. Someone who we think is dead. Who could it be? Oh, no. Well, we're waiting for him to say it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he so you go behind the, the statue. He tells you you put the gun away. I think if you hold, if you keep the gun yeah. out, they all start firing yep, on you. Yep, they right? will, and you get objective failed. Yeah, but you find out <gasps> that it's Alec Trevelyan is Giannis. 006, <gasps> back from the dead. I love this line. Bond is like, but why, Alec? I trusted you. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, I guess you you pretty much just run away from this all. Uh, they'll start firing on you. Yeah, they talk about how they set, I think, a bomb on the chopper, and Natalia is, like, tied up there, and you have to go rescue her. And yeah. so they, they start a time limit 
I think. Oh, yeah, like three minutes before the helicopter explodes, killing her in it or with it. And then they start infinite spawning these enemies that have automatic shotguns, which I love the sound on, by the way. I love the sound design oh, in yeah. this game. Like, some of it absolutely does not sound realistic, but it sounds awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, the, the gun you get here. Was it a PCS or something like that? Anyway, it's super chunky. It's like, doom, doom, doom. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that's the first time you get an unsilenced one, and it feels so good. Like, the bass on that thing really kicks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. You, you go to re- rescue Natalia, and they set off some sort of proximity. By the way, yeah, I got fi- yeah, five explosion. seconds before it blows off, and Natalia's just kind of like casually walking down the Sunday drive here as the helicopter yeah. is about <laughs> ready to explode. But yeah, she, she made it. And this is another one of those situations where... I was talking about there's a random element to it is when the helicopter explodes, you have to go find the black box and the black box gets thrown some random place in the, no, I think it's called the flight recorder. Yeah. The flight recorder. So you have to kind of backtrack a little bit in the museum statue park here to find that flight recorder. And I do remember trying to speed run through this game. Sometimes you get unlucky and it's kind of far away. Yeah. And I actually, I thought I heard that sometimes you can actually be, thrown or spawned outside of the level yeah i've heard that too yeah that's that's a rough deal i want to talk real quick about why people would want to speed run this outside of hey you know speed running is fun they actually have cheats that are unlocked who wants to go through the purpose of going through each level fast yeah it was really good because they give you these incentives and they were tough back in the i mean they're they're tough period to beat certain levels on specific difficulties and you could unlock toggleable cheat codes for multiplayer, but also for the single player experience to make things more fun, to make things easier or whatever. Probably the, the one that you would always get is runway on agent under five minutes. The objective is very simple. It's a super short level. And if you do that, then you unlock a DK mode, which makes everybody's head huge. Um, oh, so, cool. So that was one that it was really easy to get. And one that I would always try to get was paintball mode. Yeah, which requires, that was fun. Yeah, the first level on Secret Agent in, in less than two, two minutes and 40 seconds, which these are really tight times uh, that I remember grinding for some of them back in the day a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I remember spending weekends trying to grind out some of these levels. and But it's very satisfying when you nail down... Yeah, yeah. Like, all right. And, and you start to understand because some of the missions have requirements for talking to an NPC. Yep. And they get very angry if you walk too far away. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of it is like, all right, how far can I move away but keep this conversation active? Uh, super fun. Yep. So after you finish up that mission, uh, you know, you save Natalia from the exploding helicopter, but you get captured again. Mm-hmm. And this is cool. You get captured by, I don't remember who it is. Mishkin, I think. Mishkin, yeah. So he's a Russian operative, I believe. And they think that you have stolen the Golden Eye. And I think this is cool because it's actually Oromov, one of the Russian generals, stole the Golden Eye. And so you're being interrogated here. Um, and actually, I think they'll come in and uh, I think they actually try to kill you. Yeah, if you wait, they like come in and then they start talking about... I don't remember if they mentioned where Natalia is, but... Yeah, they'll eventually just start shooting at you, and they'll just say, "Take him out." Alternatively, there's a your gun for whatever reason is lying right in front of you with a <laughs> magazine right next to it, and if you pick it up, they're like, "Hey, put down the gun, man, or we're gonna start shooting." But you could just go behind him and karate chop him. So, a couple different ways to kind of get out of here. Uh, but nice. This archives here is kind of it's a 
facility where there's a bunch of books and file cabinets and stuff like this. I remember this mostly from the multiplayer. Like mm. I, I feel like I would play this level all day on multiplayer with friends there. And the, while we're kind of going through this level, which is you know largely a straight line or a boxy looking area, Al Maxi, do you want to walk us through some of the multiplayer? This was a level that has just a lot of a lot of great interconnecting corridors and a lot of ways that you can flank around uh, the guy that you're trying to take down. One of the things I remember most about this level personally is I uh, I would always play uh, lasers with my friends because there's a lot of metal doors and lasers could shoot through doors. We would always shoot through a door a good good handful of times before we walked through, and there is sometimes we could we could pick each other off on the other side. I like proximity mines on this level oh, uh, because yeah. there's a lot of glass, so you could see people. You're, you can you kind of bait them into uh, <laughs> attacking you. All right, so we got to kind of a milestone here. Uh, I find this funny because uh, Mishkel is that his name? Mishkel. Mishkin. Uh, Mishkin. He, he, Mishkin. Mishkin. He. Uh, He's going to let us go, but his buddy behind him was adamant about <laughs> firing. So Michigan was basically walking towards us saying like, hey, you know, you're not the traitor. You're free to go. But the guy directly behind him, he was like full on gunning us to the AK-47. Uh, I just find that a little humorous there. <laughs> yeah, well, Aramov gave the, you know. Okay, he was just following so, orders. Yeah, he's he's got to follow it yeah. no matter what. He's like, I don't know what this Michigan guy's doing. I'm taking them out. And then the door, yeah, so this is often what will happen. You're having an intense conversation with someone, and the door shuts on your face in between you. Also will happen all the time when you're shooting enemies, right? You're trying to line up that perfect mm -hmm. shot, especially some of the later levels. You're kind of peeking out of the door, trying to shoot an automated turret, and the door just shuts on you. And you're, yeah. oh, or trying to desperately annoying. reload, and all you can do is keep opening and shutting the door in front of you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's right, because the, the interact button is the same button as reload. Yeah. And this is a game yeah. that I feel like you had to reload very often because if you if you had to reload in the middle of a firefight, if there were even two guys on you, they, you'd sometimes get stun locked with how yeah. uh, how much the game would lag, uh, especially whenever we started using <laughs> the assault cool. rifle later yeah. on. And then, uh, so you you rescue Natalia again. By the way, in the movie, she's a lot more capable than she seems in the game although she'll have her um, her moment in the jungle level here oh yeah and then you have to escape with her and i thought this was really interesting it doesn't really tell you how to escape but you have to shoot out a window and then just kind of jump out the window and these are the types of things where you're like man if how <laughs> would you have figured this out other than just pure luck yeah you can clear out the whole level and just be like where is this exit i don't know where but yeah i feel like watching the movie helps you play this game yes. because the right, game right. follows the movie so yeah. closely and so well. Because that's how they, yeah, they escape. But I think that they escape from a second floor. I think they actually jump out. You have to be on the first floor, I think, to jump out mm. of these. Yeah, I don't know. Now we're on the infamous streets level, which if you haven't seen it, streets 112. Natalia got captured again. I just oh, Natalia got captured. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a Bond movie. You As one does. Save the girl. So, <laughs> but uh, we're on the streets 112. I mean, streets the streets level. Which, if you don't know what streets 112 is, I suggest you YouTube it. It's, it involves speed running, and it's it's probably the most inspiring video I've ever seen. So, just a, a aside for that. But here we have to meet up with Valentin again. We have to kind of get some info from him, and there you have a time limit to find Valentin and get the info from him before you uh, you move on. Ultimately, just making your way through the streets. And this level. 
this this one's a tough one sometimes. Uh, I, it turned out after doing it several times, the enemies can are, are kind of RNG dependent on whether or not they have rocket launchers. It seemed like there were two iterations of it, like where the guys with rocket launchers would spawn. But you can grab a tank and run through. Uh, there's areas with mines where if you run with the tank, you'll you'll cause explosions and it's just a mess. I wasn't sure if it was RNG, but I noticed that if I had, if I was not in a tank, oh, they would not shoot rocket launchers at me. Oh, that's, so okay, at okay. these big roadblocks, what I would do, well, not this one right here, but on this one, you can see there's a roadblock coming up. I park my tank and I go out and I just go kill all the guys uh, that are sitting there. In this area right here, the second roadblock, huh. they're usually sitting there with a bunch of rockets and they'll, yeah. they have a clear line on you and often I would just die. And so you you know go out there, shoot everyone and then pick up your tank again. It's kind of handy. That's cool. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then they'll you'll see these areas at these these intersections where there's a bunch of little like blue it look like manholes basically on the on the ground, but they're mines and if you run over them with the tank they'll blow up and you can blow them up with like the tank's turret or grenades or whatever. Or you can just run by them or and not have just, to deal with it. Like You can also yeah. just run through them with a tank. And yeah, they deal some damage, but it's not so bad. I was just trying to go through this level really fast. I don't know why. So I, I was just barreling through as, as quickly as I could. Safe is definitely a, a better play, though. I ended up, my tank was almost dead. And I just, uh, I just I'm like, oh, I'm just going to run to the end of the level. And yeah. you can do it. I don't think you need the tank. You don't no, need no, to use no. the tank. It's just, you know, some of the enemies are a little tough there, but. After that, we go into the train depot. Again, this is another one of those where you have to find a safe key and then use a safe key. So <laughs> uh, this one's a little tricky because there's a bunch of different hangers and it's not always clear exactly where you need to go. I will say, though, on this level, there's a ton of body armor laying around. I think I counted three body armors. And actually, mm -hmm. now that we're talking about body armor, Al Maxi, do you want to walk us through how health and, and body armor work in the game? So you have uh whenever you get hit you'll see uh you'll see these two meters pop up on your screen. Meter on the left is going to be orange and meter on the right is blue. The orange is your health, blue is your armor. And much like any first person shooter, uh if you have the armor, it's going to try to whittle through that first, but I think in this game I I honestly couldn't tell you whenever uh, you have armor on and you get hit, does it also chunk a little health away? I, I, I No, it's it's hundred percent. I think it's hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, okay. Hundred percent block, yeah. There's no med packs or anything like that. So your armor is basically your health that you can get. So that that is very valuable. Finding the spots where that armor is yeah. is often the what will allow you to finish the level alive. Yeah. You just went through a hangar and found like a bunch of stuff and a rocket launch. I yeah. didn't even get into that hangar. <laughs> that was I, a, you know yeah, what? there was a I, I didn't even use the rocket launcher this whole game, and I love that rocket launcher. Oh, the sound the is so iconic. Is really great. Yeah, it looks like I don't know. I always thought this. <laughs> it looks so weird, but I thought it was. It's like got a, like a. It's got like a little plastic thing on the front of it. Yeah, it looks like. It, I don't even. It's. It looks like a toy. It's. But it's yeah. great, and it goes. And then the explosion is always so satisfying. Well, so one of the objectives here is you have to blow up this command center, I believe, and in. In the command center, there's this automated turret. And those things are really hard to shoot because they have a very, very uh, precise accuracy. They will mm -hmm. rip you up if you stand. So what you have to do is try to, like, peek out of the corner such that it can't see you, but you can kind of see, like, the little 
mount that it's mounted on and then try to shoot it off. Or you can just use a rocket launcher to blow it sky high. And I find an ammo dump and I just ended up using the rocket launcher. And then after that, you just have to go into the train here. And by the way, there's a couple guards that are there. But if you just walk on the train, (laughs) uh, James Bond will do the the dirty work of killing the guards for you. You don't actually have to kill the guards there. You just... Hurry up and get on that train. That's another example of how I I think the devs did a fun job of writing these different little Easter eggs in the game. So you could kill both of those guards, walk on. He's just, you know, walks on. But if you leave him alive, it'll show him. It'll show this this fun extra cutscene. Yeah. All right, man. We are chugging along here. We're on the train level. And what do we got to do here? We got to stop the train, right? How do we stop a train? You take out the the brake boxes. I mean, I don't know how you actually stop a train, but uh, yeah, there's these boxes that, that are some sort of controls that, that you have to find all of them and destroy them. And when you do that, the train will start slamming on its brakes. And, and uh, I mean, that's a bit more further in the level. The beginning to this level is just brutal, though. There's so many guys hiding behind boxes, and... They're, they will always blow up. Even the wooden boxes, boxes, if you shoot them, they will blow up and hurt you. It Even chairs you chairs stuff. in this game will blow up. You know, desks, everything. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> with with the boxes, I always just had cannon. It was like, oh, they're all full of ammo because it's illegal weapons. But yeah, right, but yeah, yeah. when a chair blows up... Ah. <laughs> you know, that was their... If the if they have the bad guy and they need to sit him down like and kill him in a, in a way he doesn't expect, there you go. You got an explosive chair. You just trigger it from a distance. Boom. Now, as you're going through the the train, I think the train is pretty well realized because it does have sort of like these passenger cars that you'd think you you know seeing a trolley that serves food wouldn't be out of the question here. And so yeah, you go uh you go through all these little train carts and you get to the very end and you see Natalia is held up by. Oromov. I think that's the last time we see Oromov. Yeah, you kill him there. Yeah, and Trevelyan and I think Xenia. Oh, yeah. Xenia, whatever. Xenia. Xenia. They escape and they shut down. They, like, lock down the train. They say, hey, you got a minute to get out of here or something like that. And so this is, like, one of the most stressful yeah. minutes of the game right here is the old uh, laser. <laughs> Lobos, uh, as a resident speedrunner, walk us through the stress levels you're feeling trying to get out of here. Well, I, I personally found that level to be really brutal. So when you finally get there, you have a minute, and you got, with their aiming system, I don't know. N64 <laughs> so joysticks funny. are like the most sensitive things ever. So if you're trying to aim precisely, the reticle's just going everywhere around <laughs> where you want to aim. And so you have to pull out the, this watch laser and you're trying to aim at all these little rivets holding this kind of, uh, you know, escape hatch. Escape hatch. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just like... And there's <laughs> probably, what, maybe like, I'd say like 25 to 30 and you have to shoot all of them around in a, cer- in a square. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones in the particular in the corner, sometimes a little hard to get because, the, you know, the perspective makes them smaller, smaller targets to hit. And one thing that me and my friends found difficult was every time we tried to go up and use that laser, our uh, bond would just keep crouching down, which would throw our oh, aim yeah, off. Yeah. And then we'd be like, well, let's adjust that, look up a little bit, and then you'd stand up, and then crouch down and stand up. So it was, yeah. We, we, we died to that level twice just on trying to open that stupid floor. I will say, though, it is, it is honestly, I had my heart pounding on that, <laughs> and it was a super adrenaline uh, rush there. 
and I definitely felt accomplished after I did it. I was like, man, this is this is why I remember the uh, the speed running of Goldeneye to be so fun is those moments where you're like, I've got five seconds. I have to do this last <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then, uh, so the whole reason we are now in Cuba, while we were trying to open up that escape hatch, Natalia, uh, by the way, if we haven't n- mentioned, Natalia and Boris are computer programmers. So we mentioned Boris is, but Natalia is also a programmer and they work together. And so he, uh, she is trying to track down where, I don't remember, is it, I don't know, she's trying to track down someone, it might be Boris, and notes that he's in Cuba. So now we're in Cuba, in Cuba and we're going to meet Xenia here, which I guess this is... is the only time you really encounter her as a, as a character outside of just shutting a door. Um, but it's a good thing that Natalia now has a gun. That was a mistake, folks. We should have given her a gun early on. Yeah, because, really. And by the way, in the mission briefings, it's really funny because it says, oh, hey, Natalia's not a trained op- operative, so you know, don't expect from much. No, that's not true. <laughs> she is absolutely like the best crack shot in the she's, world. She's yeah. got this desert eagle she's just clipping fools with. I think she actually killed Xenia for it. Oh, yeah. I let her just pretty much solo like... Xenia comes at you with uh, one of the best games, I mean, be- guess best guns in the game, the RCP-90, which is just a huge And, an, and a grenade launcher, yep, right? Yep, she dual wields an RCP-90 and a grenade launcher, and the RCP-90 is just a legendary weapon from this game that is huge clip and insanely fast fire rate that just pfft, will melt you so fast. So if you try to shoot at her and you're in range of her, she'll just launch grenades and flurries of those bullets, so it's... Uh, a bit, a bit tough. So I, I just let Natalia solo her the whole time. <laughs> Natalia, she, uh, she definitely is the superstar here, which is sort of uh, coincidental that the next mission she is the anti superstar. Yeah. She is the the worst part, but we'll get to that. And so after you kill Xenia, you kind of have to work your way up through, blow up another ammo depot, and make your way up into. I think what you're trying to do is get to the control center to stop the golden eye or something like that mm-hmm. by the way we haven't really mentioned what the golden eye is i don't know if the game really explains it but yeah. the movie does the golden eye is a satellite that can deliver an emp blast so and and you know of course wrecking all electronics so mm. we certainly don't want that to happen so we, we're trying to disable this satellite now the most fun level in the game. Oh, okay. Someone, someone, take me out of my misery. Okay. Oh, also, <laughs> oh sometimes gosh. you just you just want to take it all out on. You're like, I hate oh, this no. level. I'm just gonna kill Natalia. And you, you can get her Magnum, I think, right? Oh no, maybe not. I, I, I misremembered. I didn't get I lied. it. I didn't I lied. Get it. But, but sometimes you're just like, die, Natalia. You're gonna die anyway on this mission. Might as well be by my hand. All right. Someone walk me through this level because I I hate it. The opening to this level was brutal and it's brutal because of the turrets we, we talked about the turrets a little bit earlier but we didn't talk about how incredibly quick the ai is with the turrets and how very little time we have to do anything so it takes five shots from your pp7 to kill a turret and i would often spend clips upon clips just trying to find the turret because as uh, as was said earlier you have to corner snipe them and there's a lot of turrets in this level so after the initial opening area here, and we have Natalia hacking a computer to open up a blast door, we are going to continue into the level to look for Boris and try to disable that satellite. This one was weird. This was a weird interaction because I believe you actually have to be looking at her 
for her dialogue to activate and oh, unlock the door. Did anyone else notice that? I think you seem to be in proximity. Because I, th- I never it? really okay. looked at her, yeah. Uh, it might have been a confirmation bias for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this level had like like three tough spots. Like the beginning, the second spot for me was when you're walking through that kind of cavernous area and there's there's guys behind these metal boxes. They're so quick on the draws. As soon as you like pop out into line of sight, they're just immediately firing and then they like throw grenades and stuff. I liked to to get them to uh to grenade themselves though. If you just kind of run past the room and then they'll chunk a grenade at wherever you're standing, which is at that point on the other side of the wall, so they just bounce ah. it off the wall and grenade themselves. But then you get past them and you find Boris. By the way, I accidentally shot him in the head. Oopsies! I saw that. I think. And then <laughs> if you do that, because he pulls a gun on you, he does. But then he drops it. But if you shoot him uh, and kill him. Natalia, when you go fetch Natalia the hack, she says, "Hey, I saw what you did. That wasn't nice." And she says, "I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the elevator when you want to." When you're done clowning st- around, clowning around, yeah, yeah clowning around, clowning yeah. around. Yeah. Boris, yeah, you just have to let him escape. Although he does lead you to a a hidden little vent chamber with body armor yeah. in it, which is very handy. Very oh, handy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's favorite thing is protecting a defenseless NPC. Natalia this time is, and she has the audacity while you're firing, <sighs> where you're getting shot and shooting people. She's like, "Hey, can you keep it down? I can't yeah. hear myself think." I'm like, "Do you do you see what's happening here? I can't keep anything down." Doesn't she say something like that in the movie? I I didn't watch the movie. I was you said you just <laughs> recently watched it, but I think she says that. I don't remember that de- that level of detail. Yeah. yeah. But the whole time she's typing, she's got the magnum in her hand like she could defend herself, but she's like, nah, I'll just leave it to, to James. Because she can die so easily, I found the best thing to do is to actually get in the line of fire. Yes. If you see an enemy, get in between you and Natalia because you can take a lot more damage than she can. But once you see, she's like, there, I did it. And you see objective complete. Boom. That's how you know. All right. It's time. It's go time. So, um, by the way, what we've done before this is there are a bunch of like servers and you got to blow up yeah. the servers. Yeah, the server mainframes. But what you want to do is actually don't blow up the servers immediately. Hold off on that because if you blow up the servers, it blows up the glass around the area, which actually gives the AI more opportunities to shoot Natalia, like more angles. So keep that glass intact. Once you see Natalia's finish, then you can pop the uh, detonator, blow up the servers, and just kind of waltz out of the room. Uh, not too bad after that. Um, I guess the tricky thing is there is one additional server, so you have to kill all the servers. Mm-hmm. New cheat. Yeah, by the way, I did complete this on my first time. I beat it within the target, and I, this cheat Very gives, nice. you, it, it gives you uh, infinite ammo, which is super wow, cool. Wow, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, one of these servers, actually, you cannot get to until you complete that objective, I believe. It might actually unlock earlier. I think it's in a locked door. Once you start the Natalia event, they come through those doors and they unlock them. And so then you can oh, move into that final okay. section. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that that is super stressful if you don't know where it is. Yeah. You're like, all right, I completed the mission. Where's this last one that I need to kill? Okay. So we are uh, about two levels away from the, the end of the game here. This one's the caverns. Mm-hmm. I guess there's nothing really too special about this one. You're just going up what looks to be this... It's almost like strip mine that's covered with water or it has like water that has accumulated at the bottom. I'm not sure exactly what this area is. Yeah, it's just caverns. 
they give you one of my favorite guns in the game, which is a ZMG. It's just, it's a very nice, just kind of submachine super gun. Super good, super good. And you can get doubles of it, dual wield it. Dualies, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, what you have to do here is you have to blow up these four mainframes. <laughs> I should say, unfortunately, because the AI <laughs> is that all too it. stupid. So, yeah. You just... <laughs> If you if you blow up the mainframe, sometimes they will run into the explosion. Oh, but I found the trick. What you have to do is they'll move around randomly and then stop for like five seconds. So you have to wait for them to move. And then once they stop, you're like, okay, now I can blow it up. But if you wait a little too long, sometimes they'll activate their wander AI and then wander right into an exploding mainframe. Well, what I found to work is if you run up to them with a gun, they'll hold their hands up. And then if you move away from them, then they act as if they're free and they'll actually start to like leave Ooh. so they'll leave oh, okay. after that well, point but yeah it's kind of weird if you don't know what's going on do you guys know about the easter egg in this level with the crate the, the i watched okay, you, watch I watched you but walk us walk yeah. us through that so in the corner of one of the areas in this there's a crate that if you destroy it will spawn a slightly smaller crate which will then spawn a slightly smaller crate and you're like okay where's this going and eventually it spawns a computer screen monitor and if you blow that up, it will drop two of the assault rifles, which you can then pick up and dual wield assault rifles, which is, I think, the only way you can do that. What? My yep. favorite weapon in the game is assault rifle. All right, I'm going to have to go watch your VOD. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I was, I was so excited to show everybody, too, and they're like, what? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go on a limb here. It might be contentious. We are now in the cradle. I'm saying this is the worst level in the game. It is so, oh, it's a nightmare. It is it is laggy. It is it's very laggy. <laughs> yeah, it is. You don't really know what you're supposed to do. It's you run out of ammo. You have tons of enemies. Well, it's a final uh, boss oh, fight, it's so it's like, you know. Also, it's kind of glitchy. I will show you some of the glitches. It's a mess. Into. It's really a mess. Uh, who wants to walk us through what you do here? All right, so in the cradle, you start out, you pick up some body armor, and our goal here, absolutely stop the GoldenEye satellite from firing off and to stop Trevelyan. So he is going to send every henchman he has at you. So you start out with a pistol against a guy that usually he'll have uh, dual-wielding ZMGs right up, the, mm -hmm. right up the path. So once you're able to muscle through him, you get your ZMGs. It's uh, a lot easier, I think, from there because... They have enemies coming at you throughout the whole level, so you have kind of this ongoing ammo supply. It starts out, you only have three minutes to stop the antenna from realigning. That's pretty easy. It's not, not too complicated. It's not too complicated, but if you go the wrong way and you don't know what you're doing, or if you don't look oh, behind yeah. this one particular generator, you're like, how do I stop this thing? I don't see what buttons to push. Oh, no, just blow it up. Yeah. Don't worry, just blow it up. <laughs> yeah. But after you blow that up, it is then cat and mouse time. You just have to chase Trevelyan around this entire level while he is firing at you with assault rifle, while you have all these uh, ads that are firing at you with uh, their ZMGs. He'll drop grenades also. Yeah, grenades. Yeah, there's, grenades. there's so much going on. And because this level is pretty large and there's a lot being, you know, and there's a lot being shown on the screen at once, there's a lot of lag that happens. And yeah. I, I think I mentioned earlier, you get stun locked because of lag. That is a very real thing. I had a Trevelyan popped me with his assault rifle, and I could not get another shot off after that because oh, gosh. It, it just was not registering my tr my trigger. Yeah. So as you're shooting Trevelyan, he'll spit out these little quotes, little quips at you, and that kind of tells you how far along you are. You can mm -hmm. kind of sense, like, okay, I'm halfway there based on the things he says. 
the very last thing he'll say is finish the job of James if you can. And it's like, all right, great. Got to go. And what he does, he runs to this area. You know, if you've <laughs> seen the movie, it's like this little uh, section on the cradle. Yeah, like the bottom. Ideally, you get there before him. And sometimes you'll die getting there. I think, yep, that's the second time I died. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So the third time I, I got him. Finish the job, James, if you can. Great. So I'm running down here. And so what it is, uh, is there's like this big drop. It looks like a hole to nowhere, but you're supposed to know you jump down there. Actually, you can see him jump down there. And so we both jumped down there. And guess what? I got stuck inside of him. What was the like, heck? Oh, are you kidding me? This is the third <laughs> time. This is the that. third time. I am now stuck inside of Trevelyan, and I know you're supposed to shoot him. And so I'm like, okay, can I like chop him? Can I shoot him? And then like something starts shooting me. I don't know if it's the enemies from above yeah, or something. They shoot you from above. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So that was a big downer. Oh, oh no. no. And, and <laughs> oh, no. I end up dying there. I had a similar disappointing thing where I uh, got all the way down there. I managed to kill him and I was like, yeah. And then a guy <laughs> shot me from above and the, oh, no. the force from it Mission's knocked me or... off. Oh, and so then it plays the cutscene where Bond falls off. Oh, all gosh. Right, so I'm figuring this time, I'm not, all right, this time I'm going to let him go down first and then try to get <laughs> down there. For some reason, I had troubles getting down there. All right, so we're going to jump down in there. This time, I know he's not at least directly below me, so I'm going to jump down there. Okay, I kind of miss it, but that's fine. Yeah. And he shoots me off. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, number five. And again, the key here is if you can get to this area before Trevelyan, you can kind of set up before him, and that's, that's really what you want to do. And by the way, when you run, you can actually kind of abuse the circle strafe. Oh, yeah or the strafing with the forward, it actually adds the velocity, so you can kind of go like 1.5 speed. Classic, so I get there before Trevelyan. Classic FPS And strats. I end up shooting him. And what's the classic line? Yep. What's that line he says? For England, James. No, and for me. And what's Bond say? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, with Trevelyan there, you can kill him without him going down that ladder. Oh, oh really? really? Interesting. Does it show the same scene? It'll show Bond... Uh, jumping out of the helicopter. I killed him when he was on the lower path of the cradle running to it. Huh. You can keep blapping him in the back and it'll he'll keep taking damage. There was some uh, ads coming from the other side and he just got locked up against that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, sometimes that'll happen there. Nice. All right. Well, that's Goldeneye. Uh, you know, at the very end there, you get to see a little smooching scene with Natalia and James Bond. Uh, we got a cool little credit screen here to thank all of our fabulous Patreon supporters for helping making GoldenEye 007 a great experience to play through and record for everyone here. And we did get one more Patreon supporter. Thank you, Name Brand Shoes, for jumping on the Patreon train, keeping that sub-hype alive. Oh, nice. but we're not done yet. Uh-oh. We got a bonus level. Bonus level! Bonus! So there's actually two bonus levels in this game. And we're only going to cover the first one because the second one is a little tricky to get to. You have to beat all the levels on Double O Asian, I believe. Yeah. This one is called Aztec. Did anyone get a chance to play this one? I didn't play it this time around, but I definitely did it in the past because it's how you unlock the laser weapon. Yeah, the Moonraker. Yeah, the Moonraker, yeah. Yeah, so this is a, a classic Bond movie. It was based on on the Moonraker movie with Jaws, right? Mm. And you're going through this Aztec tomb, and you see these dudes with all these yellow jumpsuits on. And I guess what the objective is, you've got to reprogram a spaceship 
launch or something. I'll be honest, I haven't seen Moonraker. It's on my list of things to do. So maybe one of you two, have you either of you seen it? I don't remember anything about it. I remember no. the Jaws okay, character so, and that was about it. So we're absolutely the perfect people to be talking about what you're supposed to do. <laughs> absolutely. <here. laughs> the tricky thing is here, just the enemies are very relentless in shooting you. You really have to bait them out like you were talking about a while ago, Lobos. Yeah. Is baiting them out is absolutely paramount. I think you try to stand toe-to-toe, they'll they'll rip you out pretty quickly. They all have assault rifles here, and the assault rifle is a really powerful gun that also has knockback. Oh, yeah. Like Alamaxi was saying, you can get stun-locked because if you get hit, uh, sometimes you will it will interrupt your ability to shoot, and you just you have like a half second where you, you can't do anything. Yeah. And sometimes it happens multiple times in a row, and it'll deal a massive chunk of your health, and so it's really nasty. So there's actually two routes through this area. One is very difficult, uh, and it kind of gets you to the boss quicker. Um, but we're going the normal route, which has you going through the exhaust bay of the spaceship. There's sort of like some grates you're supposed to shoot up and shoot through. And if you don't go through that, the the exhaust from the spaceship actually lifting off will kill you, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're going through, and there's the, there's this bay, there's the space shuttle bay, which has tons of these turrets in there. There's probably like six or seven guys with Moonraker lasers, mm-hmm. and they are all gunning for you. It's it's really tricky. You really have to manipulate the side walls, kind of peek through, and shoot the turrets there. So it, it's not super fun to, to try to line all this up, but it's one of these where you really be- begin to memorize the level. Yeah. And even though you can't see it, you're like, okay, I know, like... <laughs> I can see like three, if you have a grate, you can see like, okay, on the third vertical line or third horizontal line, you can see like a little tiny thing, you shoot it there and that blows up the turret. Okay, here's a big thing. I want to walk us through the Jaws fight because oh. I think this is hilarious. So Jaws, Jaws is like a seven foot man, right? He's got a very long reach with his guns, which is actually works as a detriment because nah. when he shoots, he extends his hands <laughs> way out. So if you get in real close, you can just kind of hug him and... <laughs> And shoot him to death. I did not know That's that. Great. I don't know how you kill this guy without this because <laughs> he's very, very powerful. I think he just goes to that room where all the stairs are and you hit, just have to circle strafe around the stairs. Yeah, mm. you can circle strafe, but it's super hard. Just get up in his face and shoot him. And he drops a key that allows you to open up one of these control console areas, which allows you to reprogram... The shuttle. I think actually, I think you have to like upload the guidance data and then go take that guidance data and reprogram the shuttle. It's it's not super clear what you're supposed to do, um, and you kind of have to figure it out by either looking it up or just trying. One of the frustrating things when you're trying to figure out objectives in this game is, is like you know you have to use an item or interact like disable something and you'll go up to a. <laughs> I did this a couple of times. I went up to a you know a console computer console you're supposed to blow up. Um, for example, I think it's the communications one in the, in the surface two level and I hit B to interact with it. And instead of disabling it, like you're supposed to, I called the enemy and it was like, Oh, you failed. Cause oh, you alerted oh, the no. enemy. And I'm like, Oh, that's it. right. Yeah. You, you turn on the, the computer, right? Yeah. yeah it, that's good. They, they're like, who's this? Come in. What? And then it's like failed. And you're like, Oh, I was supposed to destroy that's, that's it. Hilarious, yeah. Yeah. Either that, or you'll have like a one-time use piece of technology that you just throw and it's like no nope, that wasn't right sorry <laughs> like dang it we'll try again next time so here uh, the last objective here is you really just have to close the shuttle bay doors 
and you just kind of wait around and then you get a nice little cut scene and you see the shuttle fly off and again i'm not exactly sure where it is or how bond survives from <laughs> point blank right there but that's okay he's pretty close to the exhaust of that he's just watching right he's, he's yeah. bond and that my friends is the conclusion of our golden eye 007 Again, there's one more level. It's called the Egypt level. And I think there's a lot of secrets. I think there's the golden gun that you can get. If you are interested in checking that out, you'll have to check out and beat all the levels on Double O Agent. That was a lot of fun, folks. Yeah. Uh, last minute thoughts from you, Alamaxia. Let's uh, let's go for it. This game is one of my all-time favorites. And it's because I, I finally remember back uh, in my childhood growing up this was a game that I, I played with all my friends. This was a game that it, when, in middle school, when I kind of really expanded my social circle, we just played the hell out of this. And I got two of my friends to come over and play through it with me uh, just the past couple of weeks. And it was like we were in middle school again, just playing this. It was so much fun. Just Yeah, that's great. You die, you hand off the controller. You die, you hand off the controller. And just seeing who can get through the level first. It was so much fun. I, I missed this game. I don't miss the controls but I, <laughs> it was so good. You kind of got used to the controls. Like it is, it's very poor by today's standards. But I think after a couple of levels, you kind of get warmed up and it starts to flow a little easier. Once you trust the auto aim, the auto aim is crucial. You don't always aim directly at where an enemy is. You, it, when you're running around, you aim slightly off to the center because when your gun <laughs> kind of aims up off of where you're aiming, ah, you're right. He's auto aiming something. Let me go ahead and shoot. Especially in like the jungle level, you can't see anything, but it doesn't matter because Bond can, and his gun will just <laughs> yeah. go boop, and you're like, "There's an enemy!" Cut, 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 until it unlocks, and he's like, "Oh, now he's dead. Great." Yeah, this game was a childhood, you know, game for me. Well, I mean, I was in shush, what was it? Uh, junior high, probably high school. Ish. Yeah, middle, middle school, and uh, you know, the multiplayer was the majority of what we did, which we didn't really talk about, but there, there's multiplayer for a ton of the levels. And, you know, with the cheat codes and all the characters you can play as, like, yeah. which uh, Alamaxia was telling me earlier, is really just kind of an afterthought. They just threw one dev on it. and Yeah, it was, it was one dev working in secrecy to, uh, I think, wow. working in secrecy and threw together the entire multiplayer in, like, a week. Amazing. Amazing. It was either a week or a month or something. It was unreal. One of the first, like, big multiplayer, uh, you know, sit-down FPS games before Halo. Just no odd amazing job. game, and I'm 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 no yeah, odd job. job. No odd job. I, I'm really glad that we got to cover this with you all there, and you know I, I saw a lot of people asking levels like, "Hey, are we gonna play Perfect Dark at some point?" And I think I think the answer is eventually. Some that's not gonna be the next game, but uh, yeah. I, I do want to check out Perfect Dark yeah. at some point. So yeah, that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. We wanted to thank everyone for listening to us on the podcast. I gotta, I gotta admit, folks, the the GoldenEye music was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, but throughout the whole episode, I just had the song stuck in my head, and I don't remember the lyrics. I'm really hoping that you two can help me out here. So I'm gonna try to hum a couple bars and see if you can pick up on it. Okay. All right. Goes a little something like this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half Heroes shell. In a half shell. Turtle, Turtle power. Turtle power. Yeah. There we go. That's the one right there. That's the next game. Could you imagine it? Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo. We're gonna be playing Super Mario Brothers. So, well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Next to doubt. No, we're gonna be playing uh, the Ultra. It was uh, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made by Ultra, which is a weird like hybrid top-down and side-scrolling game where you can choose one of the four Ninja Turtles. And this is one of my bane of my childhood. I was never able to beat. I'm like, you know what? This is this is the chance to do so. Yeah. so if you think Dark Souls is hard, just wait till you hit level two. <laughs> To the damn oh, no. level with the seaweed. It's going to be so much fun to talk about. Oh, no. It's going to be great. Yeah. So check that out in July. So uh, let's see here. What do we have next here? Oh, oh, ratings. Yeah. So, hey, if you are listening to us on a platform that allows you to rate the podcast and you enjoy your time on the Saturday morning gaming show, we do encourage you to please drop us a, uh, a rating there to get that feedback and to... Uh, Kind of show other people that you enjoy the show. And drop us a line if you do. If you have anything else you want to chat about, you can always drop us a line here. Uh, just go on over to SaturdayMorningGamingShow.com. Got everything you need to know there. It's got all of the current and past episodes, our contact info, any sort of Twitter or Patreon information you're interested in. It's going to be right there. And by the way, I don't know, folks, this is kind of the second time I changed the background up on you all. But just kind of take a moment here to really look at this amazing stuff we have. I think it's gorgeous. I it's hope awesome. you all liked it. It's cool. And I just want to give a special shout out to Miss Anthrope, uh, one of my uh, good friends. She streams art. She streams uh, video game stuff. And she's a great person overall and does this amazing art for us. And we're going to continue to use some of her for some other projects we've got there. So uh, I really want to thank her for working with us on making this fantastic. This is like my dream room. Every every kid's <laughs> dream room coming on right here. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Miss Anthrope. One more special shout out we got for Techno Wax for the uh, music on this episode. For Saturday Morning Gaming, I'm Alan Axia. And I'm Lobos. And I'm the Fat Wizard. We'll see you in July for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. Crap, I don't have a I don't have a stinger for Goldeneye. Quick, give me something. Usually I say like uh we're gonna be playing Goldeneye and here's something cool about it. Boom, hit the music. Hmm. Get the the what one of the good movie games to for mm, something for England James for for Saturday morning. Oh games. yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's got I think uh for England, Lobos, <laughs> and then I, you say Lobos. You can say no for Alamaxia. <laughs> oh, wow! All right, nice. All right, yeah, I think that's good. That that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs>